episode 101. We are back. We're better than ever. You're going to hear some changes in this episode, like me talking at the beginning to introduce the episode. So let us know uh, what you think of these changes. But at the top of the show, we're going to let you know what you can expect. We still have our vent sesh where we vent about this week, our NFL team's quarterbacks, and then we break down the AFC. We go division by division, predict winners, predict wildcard teams, and give our thoughts on the AFC this week, NFC next week. And in between the divisions, we get into some segments, some new, some old, some twists. We bring back some music. You're going to want to listen to this whole episode and let us know what you think. Welcome to Frustration Nation, presented by Shoot Your Shot Sports. We are the FN podcast for FN fans of FN sports teams. Every episode, and this is the 101st, we explore the heartbreak, horror, and humiliation of what it means to be a diehard fan. I'm your pessimistic host and Chicago fan, Furious George, and I'm here, as always, with my miserable co-host and Detroit fan, the man in the Michigan hat. So, man in the Michigan hat... What is it that you are mad about today? Use your aggressive feelings, boy. Let the heat flow through you. Well, listeners, if that music surprised you, we're doing things a little differently. We are jumping right into the vent sesh after our open, so we're going to get right to it. What I am upset about today is Jared Goff haters. So this might sound a little contradictory. I haven't been a huge supporter of him, at least not a blind supporter. I have said on my Twitter, I think multiple times on our show, that I think that he's a bridge quarterback and that the most likely outcome is that we're drafting a quarterback sometime in the next two years. Hey, real quick, before you get too much into this, let me just say, hating Jared's is a pretty easy thing to do, so. <laughs> There's a couple other no- notable Jared's, yeah, so. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. So, yeah, it's, um, I guess I'm going to try to give my measured view. Again, I don't think he's the quarterback of the future. I don't think we're going to win 12 games. I don't think he's going to win a playoff game with the Lions, so I'm not just blindly believing in him because he's our quarterback. Like, it's weird to me to have another quarterback because Stafford's been there so long. Um, But I think that because of that, so many people are overreacting and saying he's definitely just going to be garbage. Um, And not that he's just mediocre, which is probably what he is, but that he's absolutely terrible. And not just Lions fans saying that. Like, that seems to be the perception of most people I see talking about Jared Goff. And I just want to say, can we slow our roll for a little bit? Like... Jared Goff has been underwhelming with a bad, like with a very good Rams team and good coaching staff. So it makes me 
doubt his chances to come to an objectively worse team and be more successful. Like, to me, that doesn't seem likely. But is it impossible that a 26-year-old quarterback bounces back from a couple rough years and returns any, somewhere close to his, like, MVP caliber season? There's no way you can tell me that that's impossible. So basically, if you're looking at probability, I don't think it's likely. But I think to come out and, like, directly, boldly say that he's garbage means that you think there's no chance he's successful. And for if the, the Detroit fans that are saying that, I hope you're comfortable being extremely upset with our coaching staff and our, uh, our front office here for the next couple years if you feel that way, because there's a good chance Jared Goff's going to be here for the near future, like possibly the foreseeable future. And I basically, I'm not going to be to the point, sight unseen, before he's even started a single game for us, where I'm just going to completely write him off and be miserable with the next two to three years. Like, yes, we're rebuilding. Yes, I don't think he's the answer long term. But I'm going to leave the possibility open so that I'm not going to be a completely miserable fan and that there's at least something to watch for. Best case scenario, Jared Goff is average to above average, like, middling pro bowl level good enough to win you some games kind of quarterback and maybe then you at least have the option to not draft a quarterback for the next couple years and then at that point the rams have basically given you first round second round picks like multiple first round picks to take a guy who's younger than stafford and still starts for you and honestly jared goff at 26 years old has accomplished more in his career than matt stafford ever did with the lions like, people say, oh, he got carried to the Super Bowl, his defense is like, yeah, that's true, but Stafford never won a playoff game. Not a, He never won a single playoff game, and he had top five defenses twice in his um, career. So Let me just say, people forget that in 2018, Jared Goff also out-dueled Patrick Mahomes on Monday Night Football, that crazy, like, 90-point game. Yeah, he's had or good the, moments, yeah. He was on an MVP-like tear in uh that that season so so i recently this might be a little bit of a side note but i recently watched the movie daddy's home decent movie not great pretty funny yeah (laughs) with will ferrell so the whole plot is the mom has a new husband or new boyfriend or whatever will ferrell is like the family guy kind of dorky but an objectively good guy but the kids love the dad who can do no wrong, even though he's pretty much a scumbag, but he's just cool and they love him, you know. So Stafford is the dad who left you. You can't move on. And the Lions' new dad, Jared Goff, you don't even want to give him a chance because he's kind of dorky. You don't think he's that good, even though he's objectively done more with his life than your dad. It's kind of like, <laughs> it's just a parallel that came in my mind where it's like, Lions fans, like, you're going to not even give this guy a chance. Like, you're not welcome on my house. Don't touch me. Don't, like, touch my mom. Like, you might want to get used to him being around, <laughs> you know. Um, Lions fans, are you paying attention? The man in the chat just called Matthew Stafford a deadbeat dad. <laughs> I mean, what else do you call wow. a guy who leaves you after not accomplishing anything? Like, I, I mean, I was a big Matthew Stafford supporter, too. But let's be real. He never accomplished anything with us. Well, and if the Lions are your mom in the scenario, she kind of let him go. True. Yeah. It's not a perfect parallel, but I guess basically my whole point is Jared Goff is in your kitchen with an apron on asking oh, how yeah. you want your burger, and you might want to get more. used to him being okay. around for the next few years because it looks like mom 
has restructured the dad's deal and is comfortable with stepdad Jared being in the picture kind of next few years. So, yep. I don't Just know. don't let Jared around the kids. <laughs> Historically speaking, that would probably be a good idea. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah, that's my whole point is like it's too early sight unseen to blindly hate the guy. I think he's a limited quarterback. I don't think he's the answer long term. Like odds wise, I think that we're going to be drafting a quarterback in the next few years, but I'm not going to write him off yet. Well, I'm going to chime in um, I, with I, I have two different topics I want to vent about. Um, so first and foremost, it is NFL related as much of this episode is going to be. But um, Matt Nagy, even after a OK, first, let me say. A lot of Bears Twitter was freaking out like, oh my word, Justin Fields had the most amazing preseason game ever. In my opinion, it was good. It was above average. It There was definitely signs of promise, some signs of concern. Honestly, pretty standard for what you'd want to see for somebody you're hoping will be your franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. I didn't personally think there was anything earth-shattering. I thought the best thing really had nothing to do with his throws or his running his athleticism, I thought the best thing was that there never seemed to be any panic on his face. Mm-hmm. Um, he seemed to keep his cool, and that was probably the best thing. Yep. Now, that being said, Matt Nagy came out and doubled down again this week saying, Andy Dalton's our starter. And I guess for me, the part that I I can understand maybe why he's still saying that at this point. Because Justin Fields had, yes, and again, an above average preseason game. Maybe if he maybe this weekend against the Bills, if he has just like lights out, throws, you know, three touchdowns and there are two of them are like plus thirty yard bombs or whatever, like mm-hmm. then yeah, maybe you're like, Okay, just give him the ball. But I'm just not um so I, I understand why he did it at this point, but what frustrates me is that Justin Fields is the quarterback of the future. Justin Fields clearly has a lot of talent. Justin Fields, honestly, is probably more talented than Andy Dalton. There is no future with Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton is under a one-year deal here with the Bears. You pay, you're paying him a lot of money, but he's here for one year. He will not be here next year, so invest in Justin Fields. You only get the most valuable asset in today's NFL are quarterbacks on rookie contracts mm-hmm. yep. because they are dirt cheap. And if they're playing well, you can build the rest of your team very expensively around them and not have to pay the premium price for quarterback. Yep. Once they hit that first new contract they get after that third year, when you can give them an extension, then is when it's harder to win again. So, that being said, is it worth it for you to essentially just sit on this year? It's not like you it's not like you sitting on this year like that that time gets added on to the end of his contract. No, like yeah. his contract is right now. You can't red, and I understand, you can't redshirt him, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I understand there's concern about the offensive line. I understand that Maybe he doesn't know the playbook as well, but Andy Dalton doesn't know the playbook as well. The both they both came in at the same time, and I'm not here trying to say Justin Fields definitely should start, Andy Dalton definitely should sit or whatever. All I'm saying is 
Matt Nagy appears to not be allowing there to be an open competition, and I feel like there should be. I feel like Fields is good enough that there should be. I feel like Dalton, though an upgrade from last year, is just eh enough that there should be a competition. Mm-hmm. Like, part of the point of competition, there's the phrase that the tide raises all ships. And w- with competition, if Dalton knows that his job is truly on the line, then hopefully Dalton performs better. Yeah, Fields performs better. Everybody performs better. It shouldn't, but, in theory, make anyone worse. You know, right, right. Um, so it's yeah, and part of the reason you can tell is because Matt Nagy acknowledged. He said the next step is to see how Justin Fields does with the number one offense mm-hmm. against the number one defense. Yep. And the day he said that, Justin Fields got exactly zero reps with the number one team. Yeah, that's today yeah. on Tuesday, August. What is the seventeenth? Mm-hmm. He had exactly um, one rep with the first team offense. Hey, two tomorrow. <laughs> but it's just like yeah. Justin Fields should be given a full series or a full two minute drill or a full seven on seven, full eleven on eleven, full one on ones, full yeah. red zone drill. Whatever the drills are that you do in practice, give Justin Field like you usually run more than one of them. Let Monday, okay, Monday, Andy Dalton, you're running seven on sevens with the first team. Tuesday, Justin, you're running seven on sevens with the number one offense. And with as much experience as as Dalton has, it shouldn't hurt him at all, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And I think it's weird because I get this impression that they're concerned about hurting his feelings. And it's like Dalton is a professional. He's played for a long time. Last year... He thought his career was over yeah. because he was a backup in Dallas. Yeah. And you signed him as a starter because you had no other options at the time. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure he thought that there was a possibility the Bears would target a quarterback. And he's a redhead. The, he has no feelings. That too. <laughs> and then the Bears told him on draft day, we're right. drafting a quarterback if they're there. Yeah. They got Justin Fields. If Andy Dalton is a smart dude, and I think he is... He can look around just like everybody else is in the league, in um, like the ESPN and sports reporting offices and say, Justin Fields looks like the dude. Looks like he has, quote unquote, it. Well, he knows looks- better than any of us, <laughs> whether he does or doesn't. So Exactly. Yeah. And I know a lot of bear. I, I don't know. So my point is, my frustration is, it feels like Nagy's being sensitive with Dalton and maybe it's because he's trying to give him the respect he's owed as a veteran. Yeah. But it's kind of like his days as a successful veteran are over. Mm-hmm. Okay. He is fortunate to be given the contract you gave him. Yeah. Like you're not, it's not like he, he's volunteering. Okay. You're paying him $10 million this year. Right. And thirdly, like he's not going to be here next year. Yeah. So, and Andy Dalton doesn't seem like the kind of guy that's going to go and, like, blow up the locker room if he's upset. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like, he's, from everything I've seen, he's been supportive of Fields, like, during the preseason game and everything. And, yes. yeah, maybe it's for the cameras, but I don't really get that impression. Yeah. And, so, I mean, okay, here's my kind of thought. Um, is like, Nagy knows, and Pace knows, too, by extension, that their jobs rest on Fields, right? Like, 
They bought themselves maybe some more time. Maybe they already had bought that time before they got Fields, which that would raise concerns with the front office, but that's another issue. But whatever the thing is, like their futures are tied to Fields. So I wonder, are they being extra cautious with Fields? Maybe first possibility is because the longer they prolong having Fields come in, maybe their thought is we can buy ourselves next year too. If you have Fields come no, in you're right, this because... whole year, you know, maybe it's easier to make a decision on Nagy if you're scheming for him badly than if he comes in with four games left and you say, okay, that we only got to see four games. You got to give me next year with him, you know? You're 100% right. And that's part of the thing I think Bears fans are worried about. Like, yeah. I think most Bears fans would agree that we still have our hesitations about Nagy and Pace. Yeah. Because of things that in the past. Um, I think we'll be very quickly to forgive them if Fields is the real deal. But for now, there's still a lot of hesitation. Mm -hmm. And I think people are worried that Nagy might do the Alex Smith, Pat Mahomes thing for multiple reasons that we disagree with. One might be because it's to prolong his yep. current position. The second thing, and this part bugs me, it's like Nagy endlessly talks about coach I you know when I was with coach Reed in Kansas City when I was with coach Reed in Philadelphia mm-hmm. when I was with, when I was talking to coach Peterson in Philadelphia when I was dude when I was co- talking to coach Reich in Indy like guy Matt be your own coach right <laughs> yeah. yeah and yeah. you're always talking about them you're always talking about the Kansas City offense and you're very proud about what Pat Mahomes turned out to be because you were involved in drafting him, and I understand that. But Justin Fields, just because it worked for Pat Mahomes doesn't mean that it, Justin Fields is that. Right, it's not like you created Pat a Mahomes formula. Pat Mahomes was a much less refined product, Yeah, and he came out of a much lesser um, school against much lesser competition, Texas Tech, and a lot of people had questions if his game would translate to the NFL. He's the exception, was, not the rule. Like, you, exactly. It's kind of like Roger sitting behind Favre. Yeah, people want to say, well... For two years. Yeah, love is the same thing. No, that's the exception, not the rule. That's how Packers fans are treating it, yeah. though. And that's what, yep. Or like, oh, we I'm, drafted a quarterback in the sixth round. Well, Brady... Okay, that's the exception, not the rule. Like, you haven't found a formula. You can't duplicate it just because you do the same thing. And I'll give, <laughs> I'll, give you all, I'll give all of you listeners a spoiler. When it comes to drafting quarterbacks... There is no rule. Because You're rolling if the there dice. was a rule, yeah. if it was like, okay, every quarterback drafted second overall is a Hall of Famer, then <laughs> right. it would be a no-brainer yeah. for whatever you do. And obviously, I say that kind of facetiously because yeah. Mitch Trubisky was second overall, right? <laughs> right. So, like, clearly, there's... N- anyway, yeah. that's one... So, that's one of my events. The other thing is, n- just because the rest of this episode is football, this is not football-related... The Bulls go in to this free agency. They sign DeMar DeRozan. They sign Lonzo Ball. Alex Caruso. Zach Levine is back. Boom. Um, Pat Will is back Boom. for his uh, sophomore season. Um, Io DeSumo is drafted. Like, Boom. there is a lot of exciting things. The Bulls have a very mm-hmm. solid veteran core. That is also, aside from DeMar DeRozan, has some decent amount of youth left on them. Yep. And it infuriates me that the Bulls have not been given a primetime slot yet in the NBA calendar, like a primetime game or like a national game, 
But the main one that came out was the Christmas Day games. And the Bulls are nowhere to be found. We have Hawks at Knicks, Celtics at Bucks, Warriors at Suns, Nets at Lakers, Mavs at Jazz. I'll tell you right now, the only one of them that I'm like definitely going to watch is Nets at Lakers. Yeah. Um, maybe Warriors at Suns, especially if Clay is healthy next year, then that would be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bucks, yes, they should be there because of Giannis. He should play on Christmas. Mavs at Jazz, I think Mavs is really intriguing because of Luka. I would rather see the Nuggets because Jokic, hello, he's the MVP from this last year. He's not even included in this list, by the way, Yeah, which is a travesty, NBA. But are we really talking Hawks, Knicks, and Bucks? Are, like, I know getting a primetime slot and getting a Christmas game and a national game doesn't mean you are a necessarily a better team than another team. Yeah. But a lot of times there's indications of that. And it is very frustrating to me that it's the current evaluation is that these three teams are better than the Bulls. What exactly have the Celtics done? Or even like maybe they are lost they, Kemba Walker. Do they think they're better TV revenue-wise? Because that doesn't make sense either. You'd think Chicago basketball is a huge market and it would be at the peak. I would you know? think... Like, <laughs> I would think Bulls Knicks yeah. was a better draw than Hawks Knicks and Bulls Bucks is a better draw than Celtics Bucks. Yeah. If I'm the NBA, I would kick out the Hawks and I would do Celtics Knicks and Bulls Bucks. That's what I would do. Hmm. And you know what else? Like when I look at the Hawks, okay, everyone's like, oh, Trey Young, Trey Young, Trey Young. I guess a little, there's every now and then one person who's like, oh, Danilo Gallinari. It's like, okay. <laughs> one guy. <laughs> <laughs> right. But the way I look at it is, I know Trey Young is younger, so there's more promise there, but <laughs> yeah. I view Trey Young and Zach Levine on a similar pedestal in terms of their ability. Mm-hmm. And the Bulls have a much stronger core now than the Hawks do, which makes the Bulls more competitive and more interesting to watch. But instead, we have to watch Trey Young and his wispy locks <laughs> on Christmas Day. And the Bulls are fresher. Then, like, we haven't seen them before. The Did the yeah. Hawks improve this year? Like. Yep. Everybody kind then, of thinks the Hawks were a fluke team in the playoffs, right? Like they haven't done anything to make themselves more interesting. So, well, I'll tell you what about the Knicks. The Knicks, look, as a Bulls fan, I know how Tom Thibodeau works. <laughs> the Knicks were the fourth overall seed because of Tom Thibodeau. Like Julius Randle, yes, breakout year. Great. Congratulations. Okay. What has RJ Barrett really done? Has he improved very much? I don't know. I don't really watch the Knicks, but like what has he done since then? Derrick Rose is not the success story that he once was. Like, what do the Knicks have that suggests that they're going to be this fourth overall seed again? I'm not really sure there is anything. Yep. The Celtics, yeah, you have Jason Tatum. Yes, you have Marcus Smart. But then what else do you have? The Bulls, to me, have a deeper starting five than those three teams, and yet the Bulls find themselves left out of this Christmas Day lineup and as you mentioned, TV revenue, you would get a lot of watchers in Chicago, especially when you consider Christmas. People are inside because it's cold, especially in the Midwest and the North. Um, whereas a team like Atlanta, you may have more people doing maybe outdoor Christmases. I have no idea how it works down there. Okay. Hmm. But you might have more people, more eyes on TV in the Chicago area than elsewhere and the bulls are a, an international product thanks to michael jordan largely but you may even get some international watchers point is yep. i'm pissed at the nba 
with for excluding Jokic and the Nuggets and for excluding the Bulls. And I'm really hoping for our sake that a year from now, next like Christmas 2022, we will see a Bulls Pistons game because that would be sick. That would be playoff game even better. Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like I am you're definitely high on the Bulls and you're a Bulls fan, but I'm also very high on the Bulls and I kind of don't understand why national media isn't on hot, as high on maybe I'm the one who's wrong. I feel like there's still this obsession with the super teams, even though they're as old as they are. And yeah, like uh the Mavs because Luca's as big as he is, or the Hawks because Trey Young's as good as he is. It's like I don't know, maybe that matters more. But like even teams like the Pelicans, it seems like are getting more pressed by a lot of people because they have Zion. And it's like, yeah, you have one guy, but the Bulls to me are a complete team and like actually a threat in the East. So I, yeah, I don't know. I feel like once the season yeah, starts, where, and we'll like, see. Where but. are the Heat on this list? Like the Heat to me yeah. are more interesting than the Hawks, Knicks, and Celtics. Are, is Philadelphia on there? Nope. Well, to me, that's I, another one. I agree with that. Actually, I don't like Philly that much this coming year, but yeah, I mean, I think they're probably more interesting than the Hawks are. But in terms of star power, Joel Embiid by himself is more yeah superstar level than Julius Randle in the Knicks. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe then because of those omissions, and then like you said, also the Nuggets. Like maybe there's an argument that it actually isn't the best teams if those teams are left off and they did it for other reasons based on the rest of the schedule. I don't know, but not so much going off the Christmas games, more just national perception. I do think that people are sleeping on the bulls a little more than I would be. Yes. I agree with you. And obviously I'm biased, but yeah, I I do agree. Well, I hate the bulls and I still think that. So (laughs) I think people are don't, I I think it's probably just people don't know what to expect from it, Mm -hmm. but it's Which a little shocking to me fair, because but. Levine was a key role, a key player in the Olympics for the U.S. Yeah. And anyway, let's move on. Um, this episode we're talking about. Uh, we're going to do an these next two episodes. We're going to doing NFL season preview breakdowns. This episode we're going to be doing the AFC, and to start off, we're doing the AFC East. So that is your. New England Patriots, your Buffalo Bills, your New York Jets, and your Miami Dolphins. Um, so I'm going to throw it over to you first. Yeah. Um, are you wanting to do like a breakdown of the teams individually or of just what you think the – or like who will win division? What do you want to do? So I'm going to do all that. I think real quick breakdown of like what I think of each team, maybe kind of whether I think they'll be better or worse than they were last year key players if any come up and then yeah the main thing will be who wins the division and whoever's second or maybe even third do i think there's any wild card teams in the division um so remind me do we have an expanded playoff for sure this year um yeah i believe i believe that was a permanent installment after last year i think so is that three total wild card teams for nfc and afc yeah so i think there's i believe so so i think there's one only one by Per conference. Okay. And that's so the, the top team gets a bye. Best record. And then, yeah. yeah. And then the rest of the three top four play the. Th- yeah. Then so the rest of the division two, winners two play, play wild card winners. Two would play seven 
Yeah. Three would play six, and four would play five. Gotcha. Okay. Well, let's go then, and I'll try to identify as we go through the AFC who I think is the one with the bye, too. So, all right. AFC East, real quick. Buffalo Bills. I don't know much about their team. I know they're solid all around, but really the whole team to me is based Mitchell on Trubisky. Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> um, <laughs> is Josh Allen as good as he's looked the past couple years? I think he's definitely proven enough to say he's a really good quarterback. Is he a guy who I could still see having a regression at this point? Sure. So I'm not going to pick them to win the division. I think there's still a couple questions I have, but I think the Bills are a really solid team and a contender in the AFC. Um, all right, next, the Dolphins, probably the biggest wild card team to me in here. Um, I still don't know what to expect from Tua. It's too early in his career to judge him one way or the other, but I think he's definitely the X factor on that team. If he stays healthy and plays well, you have enough weapons with guys like Gasicki that I think you can be pretty good on offense, and they actually have a really good defense if it's similar to what it looked like last year. So I think the Dolphins are a team that could be sneaky. Uh, the Patriots, they obviously have Belichick still. Questions as far as how they're going to handle the quarterback position. Um I kind of don't know what to expect, but based on what we saw last year, I feel a little more comfortable saying that I don't think Belichick is enough by himself to carry a team, um, at least this team with this roster. And then the Jets are going to be interesting just because of Wilson, but I'm not going to pick them to do much this year. Um, so the way I would rank this, I think the Jets finish last. I'm going to have the Patriots next. Um, Patriots below 500. Don't make the wild card. I'm going to have the Dolphins beating the Patriots in the division. I think the Dolphins do enough to make the wild card. I think the Dolphins win at least 10 games, like a 10 and 7, probably the last wild card team in kind of thing. And I'm going to pick the Bills to win, but I think there's a chance they slip. Um, I think that they end up beating the Dolphins by like one or two games to win that division, but they don't get a bye. They're like the second or third seed in the AFC. All right. Um, I like a lot of what you said. I have certain things I agree with. Um, so I agree that I think at this point you can confirm that Josh Allen is a the, the real deal in the NFL. Yeah. However, a lot of people are saying his name in the same breath as Pat Mahomes, and I would like to pump the brakes a little bit. Yep. He, last season was very Mahomes-esque for Allen. However... We need, let's see another one before we jump on that. So I would pick the Bills to be the team in the East most likely. Um, well, I don't know if I'm most likely, but I definitely pick them as a team to regress. Okay. Um, I Regarding the Dolphins, I hear so much hesitation about Tua mm. from so many of their reporters, different people around the league. Um, it, during veteran minicamp, he threw on the first day of practice, he threw like five interceptions and I know it's practice. I know it's preseason, but it's like, dude, Still you guys are playing yeah. with no pads on. Like, yeah. like there's, I don't, I don't Still know. It gives you pause a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> the dolphins are, I know they have a few good pieces. I know their defense is pretty good. They're young. I'm going to pick the Dolphins as a team to have the largest amount of regression mm. in this division. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of going in opposite direction as you. Yep. Last year, if I recall, the Dolphins ended with nine wins. 
I'm looking yeah, at they barely missed the playoffs. I think with nine. I'm looking it, it, with a 17 game schedule. I'm looking at probably more like a seven or eight win. Ooh. So yeah, you're looking at one to two game regression, which isn't awful for a growing team, right? Like you wouldn't necessarily look at that as a failure as much as it is maybe a short a small bump in the road but that would tell you something um, about what you might need to do with quarterback moving forward correct yeah um the patriots i think i i really liked what i saw from mac jones in the preseason and i know we have to wait to see what he does with a, under real circumstances in the regular season, but I don't know, man. There's just something about Mac Jones and Bill Belichick, The just the names together. I feel like they fit. I feel like there's – I don't know. I feel like I could see those guys together for several years just like Brady and Belichick were. Mm. I'm not saying Jones is going to be Brady, but I think Jones will be a, an efficient enough quarterback – to do what Belichick wants to do. Um, as for the Jets, I will never take the Jets seriously um, because, yeah. So I, Zach Wilson maybe would be better on another team. I think he's going to kind of – I think he'll show flashes, but by and large he'll crash and burn with the Jets. So if I were to rank this division – I think the Bills will regress. However, I still think they win the division. I think the Patriots will be back in the wild card picture. I'm not convinced necessarily that they will make a playoff spot, even as second place in the division. But I do think they'll be in the in the hunt. I think the Dolphins will be right behind the Patriots by like a game, mm-hmm. and then you'll have the Jets more separated below. Gotcha. So not too far off, but a couple small differences there in the middle. All right, yep. cool. Well, let's transition awesome. then from our first division preview, and we will jump into our first segment, which is 20 questions. Stop! Who would crush the bridge of death must answer me these questions, thee. And the other side, you see. Ask me the questions, bridge keeper. I'm not afraid. What? Is your name? My name is Sir Lancelot of Camelot. What is your quest? To seek the Holy Grail. What is your favorite color? Blue. Right, off you go. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. I am so excited to bring 20 questions back for more of a permanent installment. Um, so these are going to be rapid fire 20 questions. Uh, we're still working with the time a little bit, trying to figure out what is an appropriate amount of time to ask 20 questions while not being too long of a segment. So this episode, we're going to try a seven minute, uh, seven minute period of time you have to ask all your questions. Um, even though it is called 20 questions, you are allowed to ask up to 25 and here is why. The scoring is based on the amount of questions you have left after you have guessed the correct answer. So, for example, if I guessed 
the correct answer by question 15, I would have five questions remaining that would equal five points for my score. Every question you go over 20 will be a negative point. So if you get it correct, but you're on question 22, even though you get it correct, that's still negative two that you will add to your, that will be added to whatever your total is. Um, if time runs out on you, uh, and sorry, that caps off at 25. So the max you can go negative is negative five per round. If time runs out, you automatically will uh, accrue the negative five total to your um, running sum. So you want to make sure you get it done in time. You want to make sure you don't go over 20. Um, and that's how the points will work. Um, we are each going to, we each have picked an individual from sports. This is not anything other than a person um, that we are going with. And um, yeah, so that, that's the game. Um, you have 20 questions. We're each going to go. We have seven minutes. We're going to keep score over a certain period of time. We'll determine punishments or rewards later. But let's go ahead and begin. Um, man, Mr. Hat, would you like to guess first, or would you like me to guess first? I would like you to guess. Or do we want to flip a coin? Let's do that. Let's flip a coin. Uh, all right. Since I already tipped my hand, I would rather you guess first. So I'm going to flip a Why coin. Why don't you call it? I'm going to call heads, and it is tails. So then now you can pick. All right. Um. So... I would like you to guess first. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Let me get my notes up. Um, so you're going to keep time, right? I'll keep it on my end, too, so I know about what I've got yes. left. But we'll go off of yours. All right. So let yes, me go. Correct. Timer. All right. I am ready when you are. All right. Three, two, one, go. go. All right, does this person's sport require cleats? It does. So cleats sport. Is this person currently an active player? No. Is this person an active coach slash manager? No. Okay. Is this person alive? Yes. Is this person in their hall of fame? No. Okay. Um, is this a football player? Yes. Not active player or coach, but they're alive and they're not in the Hall of Fame. Um, I have a thought. <laughs> um... Okay. Did this person retire in the last two years? Um, let me double check that. Um, no. Okay. That's, I was thinking your name was going to be Tebow. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Um, so football. Was this a quarterback? No. Okay. Question nine. Um, 
did they play for either the Lions or the Bears? No. Um, did they play in the NFC? Yes. Okay. So I'm a little over two minutes in. Question 11. Um, not a quarterback, but they did play in the NFC. They're alive, but not active current player or coach. Not Hall of Fame, but they could be that trajectory. Just not elected yet or voted in yet. Um, maybe. Um, okay. Is this person an owner or a GM? No. Okay. Not active player, not active coach, not owner or GM. Alive. Not a quarterback. Was it a running back? No. Okay. Were they a kicker? No. Man, I hate... I just had a thought, but I hate using guesses over and over on positions, so I don't want to do like receiver now. Um, all right, question 14 is next. Um... Not active player, not an active coach. Um, not retired in the last two years. Did this person play post-2010? Yes. Okay. Gives me a little bit of a window. Has this person played for more than two teams? No. Not NFC. I have a thought. Did you say he? it is NFC? I oh, thought yeah. You asked... I, I did put NFC. Okay. I just didn't put yes. So, yeah. Yes, NFC. Yeah, that is what I asked. Um, okay. Um, not running back, kicker, or quarterback. Wide receivers, offensive linemen, maybe, um, or defense. Not a Hall of Famer. Not Lions or Bears, though. Since 2010. Did they play in the NFC North? No. You have two minutes remaining. Okay. That was question 16. Number 17. Um, not a quarterback, not a quarterback, not a quarterback. Yikes. Um, okay. I'm gonna try to rapid fire a few. Um, do they work in media right now? So, no. Did they re have a major scandal during their career? No. Uh, question 19. Um, man. Um, were they an offensive lineman? No. 
NFC. Did they play for the AFC also? No. So did play for the NFC, but not the AFC. Um, not a Hall of Famer. One minute. Oh man. Um. Okay. Question twenty-one. Did they play in the NFC South? No. Twenty-two. Oh, this is rough. Um. Okay. Were they wide receiver? Yes. NFC. Jerry Rice. Oh, wait, no, he didn't no. play. Okay, that was stupid. And Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, question twenty-four. How much time? Twenty seconds. <laughs> um, um, um. Did they play in the NFC West? He did. Seven, six, five, four, three, two. Oh, I don't one. even know. Oh. All right. So I'll admit. <sighs> okay. I chose. I chose. Honestly, a pretty tough one. Okay. But I know you know who this is. So I want to finish this out while you're here. Okay. So. So wait, real you, quick, for as far as points, negative five, right? Correct. So if I had even got it on twenty-five, would that have mattered or no? Um, I guess if you get it on 25, maybe we only count it as negative you four. four. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. So do you want me to like guess, guess a couple more yeah, or I'll, do a hint yeah. if I, okay, let me do a couple more do, then maybe we do a hint. Yeah. So it was NFC West played post 2010. Mm-hmm. Not, not no, not known for playing in the NFC West. Okay, but they never played in the AFC. Right. Um, and, and they never not played NFC in the North. NFC North or NFC South. So that would lead me in. NFC <laughs> East. So Golden Tate played for the Lions, so it's not him. Um, oh, uh... Uh... Blanking on his name. Did he play for the Eagles? No. Okay. It's not even who I was thinking of then. Play in the NFC East. Giants? Yes. So he played for the Giants and then went to the NFC West. Mm-hmm. Past 10 years. Won a Super Bowl. Tyree? And was a critical part of one of the Giants Super Bowls and it was not Tyree. Manningham? Yes. Mario, Mario Manningham? Manningham? Yes. He played for Michigan too. I know. That that's was why good. I did it. And oh, you never asked about I asked that. Lions or Bears and I had the yep. thought could have been a Michigan or Notre Dame player but I wanted to like yep. separate that. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, I know who <laughs> I was, it is. That's one I should have got. Man, so yeah, I was just... I've, I normally like whenever I do well with 20 questions, normally like somewhere before 10, I ask a question that like really narrows it down and I could just never <laughs> find that question. So Mario Manningham. Yep. So okay. again, a little, uh, it, honestly tough, but no, that's a, I mean, it's a big enough name, but if he had never played for Michigan, it would be a stretch. 
but no. He, oh yeah, he was no, a big I, player I, with Michigan while like the height of my fandom of Michigan. So I learned today that he played for Michigan, and when I found that out, I was like, "That's a that's great a good choice one. for twenty questions." Yeah. Yep. All right. So then I am at negative five. So then we'll reset. All right. Ugh. Oh, reset my timer too. Arizona just tied up the Phillies. That sucks. Okay. All right. You count me down. All right. Um, did you do a timer or did you do a stopwatch? Timer. Okay. So you just did till three minutes. Or no, I guess I can just change this. Okay. All right. I am ready when you are. All right. Three, three two, two, one. One. Go. Go. Did this person play for either of our teams? Um, and I don't believe so. No. Okay. Um, <clears throat> did they play a sport that required cleats? No. <clears throat> Are they a um broadcaster of some sort? No. Um, did they play basketball? No. Hockey. Do or did? Are you clarifying or no? I'm just asking if that's the sport. That was that... the sport, yes. Okay. Um, but did not play for our teams. Um, is this a current hockey player? No. Okay. Um, did they play for... Were they known for playing for a Canadian team? Known for playing for a Canadian team. Um, yes. But not drastically. Yeah. It's hard okay. to answer that. Okay. Um, I'd say yes. Were they Eastern or Western Conference? Well, that's an, that's an uh, or question. Uh, were they Eastern Conference? At the time of the conferences? Uh, based on based on the current structure of the conferences, were they Eastern Conference? Uh, let me verify real quick. <laughs> Jeez, um, Eastern Conference. So I'm not going to count that as a question, but it's n- count it as a question. It's fine. Just tell me the answer. It's the Canadian Conference, which is like different, right? You're, oh, you're con- based off of last year's. You're saying? Yeah, that's what I. Yeah, I'm saying based off of. Oh, the normal. Okay, like uh, the traditional one. Yes, Eastern. Okay, thank you. <sighs> All right, is it Zdeno, Zdeno Chara? No. Okay, I guess he's still playing, isn't he? Probably. <laughs> um, okay. Um, so it's not current. Yes, hockey. Kind of known for a Canadian team in the East. So that would leave out Gretzky because I believe the Oilers are West. That would leave out the Sedin brothers because they're Vancouver and that's in the West. So Toronto. I hope it's. Uh, oh. Um. <laughs> Um, are they a Hall of Famer? No. 
Oh, shoot. That's not good. Um, did you do Marion Hosa again? No. <laughs> oh, Is I that asked an actual question our teams. No? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, he played for the Senators, Ottawa. Mm. Um, with Zdeno Chara, actually. Um, so Montreal Canadiens, perhaps. I don't know if P.K. Subban still plays, but he's like the only Canadiens player I can think of. All right, let's do this. Um, were, did they play for an original six team? Um... Let me look at there. No. Okay. Never played for original six team. Okay, so I would leave out. Wait, 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 wait. I'm wrong. He did. My fault. Okay. Um. Did. Hmm. Oh, no, that can't be right then. Um, Was this a goalie? No. I'm going to add 30 seconds because I fumbled a couple answers. So keep going. Was this a um, defenseman? Yes. <sighs> um, man. Played for neither of our teams. A defenseman that doesn't play anymore. I'm gonna know who it is too. Probably wanna figure it out. Okay. Um. Oh yeah. Okay. I think I have actually. I guess now that I thought about it a little bit. Okay. Um. But, um, did this person play well past their prime? Hmm. It's hard to say. I'd say no, like not drastically. At least not known for doing that. Well, that's interesting. They had a long career, but I don't know enough about their career. I'd have to look at their stats and stuff, but. I'm going to run out of time. So I'm just going to fire out names. Mario Lemieux. No. Yaramir Yager. No. Um, I don't even know if these are all defensemen. Um, Still have a minute left. Um, Jeez. Um, uh... My NHL knowledge is so bad. Um, oh my gosh! Oh, um, Joe Thornton. No. It's okay. it's mm. Um. Keep going. Um. Oh my gosh. 
Is it P.K. Subban? No. Okay. That's a good guess. Uh, Ten more seconds. David Backus. <laughs> no. Okay. I don't know. Um, Nino Niederreiter. <laughs> no. All right. So Kirby Doc, Jonathan Taves, Patrick Kane. <laughs> no, this is another example of one where it's like maybe. So I was I know for sure the way you answered it that I didn't like mess it up, but you took a direction that at like based mo- on one question. At one moment, I was so sure that you picked Yaromir Yager. Yeah, I mean that's. I don't like, know if you could. Ba- I don't know if you could tell that, but based on my. Did he play, play past his prime question? Yeah. Well, he's like the that prime was, example of a guy who's... Yeah. yeah. Okay, so let me run through a couple of these questions. Um, and should I keep guessing? Yeah, but like a couple to rethink this. So uh, he did not play for either of our teams. And he's not a current player, but he wasn't known for being a player as much as something else. Oh. He didn't play for either of our teams. So is it like Stan Bowman or Scotty Bowman? Mm-mm. Oh, you're on the right track though. Is it Joel Quenville? Yes, it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that's the one where it's like that gets you if it's like otherwise you because you were thinking just big name defensive players and it's like he was barely yeah. it's like some of his stats I had to look up because it's like I don't know anything about his playing career. Like did he play past his prime? Like maybe I don't know anything about his career. So I'm trying to go off Wikipedia, but. Yeah, Joel Quinville, he was drafted by the Maple Leaves. He played for 14 years. Yeah, drafted 21st overall to the Maple Leaves. Yep. So that's what I was hoping is, like, he didn't play for one of our teams, but he coached for one of our teams. That's what I was hoping to cause the Well, good job. Well done. Well, off to a rough start for both of us. I think I was a better pace, though. Um, And so maybe we just have to, like, I don't know. I think once we get used to that pace and th- get used to doing 20 questions more regularly again. So negative good, five, so. negative five. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's uh, On that let's see who can get out of the cellar quicker. <laughs> see who can get the positives again. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Let's move on to the AFC North um, for our preseason discussion. So the AFC North, if I'm not mistaken, would be – your St- Pittsburgh Steelers, mm-hmm. your Cleveland Browns, mm-hmm. your Cincinnati Bengals, mm-hmm. and your Baltimore Ravens. Yes, sir. Um, Why don't you start so, on this one? Okay, so when I look at this division, um, for a while, this has been one of the tougher divisions, mm-hmm. um, like for probably three years or so, um, and... I think Pittsburgh is due for regression for sure. I think their defense was real last year, but defense like they played as a Bears fan, I can say, is just hard to replicate mm-hmm. um, two years in a row. I think um, the Bengals have a lot of growth that needs to happen before they can be in serious talks. We were talking pre-show about some of the concerns that exist about Joe Burrow after his pretty awful injury last year can he bounce back you were mentioning concerns you heard i'll let you speak to those but um i've i was actually talking to a student at school who is a big Bengals fan and he was saying that like 
he's really worried that Burrow is going to struggle mm-hmm. um, because he just has not looked himself and he's not looked confident in what he's been doing. Yeah. Um, the Browns and the Ravens are both going to be very competitive again. Um, of course, when you have Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield as your leaders there, you're going to have some success. So the way I see this division playing out to me um, is a pretty clear cut, honestly. Um, I see the Ravens again winning the division, um, the Browns coming in second, the Steelers, and then the Bengals. Um, so I do think the Browns definitely snatch a wild card spot. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Pittsburgh as probably another team that's in the hunt. Maybe between them and New England, one of them gets that like the final wild card spot. Mm. We are very similar in this division. So um, Ravens, I think, are a really solid team. I think they're being slept on more than the Browns because the Browns have made flashier moves recently and have kind of been yeah. the recent hotness, kind of. But I think the Ravens are just fundamentally in some ways a better team. I think it's going to be... John Harbaugh's a great coach. He is. And I think that Lamar Jackson, while he is limited, I think that it's more likely he returns to a little bit more of the dominance we've seen in other years than some of the slumps we saw this past year. I don't know. I I still think he is. As as much hate as he gets, I think he's a solid quarterback. Um, I think Baker Mayfield's the best quarterback in the division this year. But I think Lamar Jackson's good enough... And the team around him is good enough that they can control with the run game. And I just I have more faith in the Ravens right now than the Browns. I think the Ravens narrowly win this division. I think the Browns also get a, a wild card spot. I think they're the highest ranked wild card team. Um, I think there's a chance the Browns win like 11 games and don't win the division. So, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I have the Browns up there too. I really like Baker Mayfield. They have two really good running backs they've made improvements on defense like good solid all-around team i think their coach is perfect for the team they have right now the steelers i'm going to have next i agree i think that their defense is good enough to keep them in the hunt i don't think they're going to be terrible they'll probably stay somewhere around 500 and ultimately miss the playoffs i still think they have one of the top three coaches maybe the top coach in the nfl oh yeah so with how good he is i don't think they just completely fall off a table but the question will be what do you do with quarterback when you get halfway through the year? And if you have any de- injuries on that defense, there's enough question marks everywhere else that I just don't know in a tough division what they can do. So Bengals dead last by a ton of games. I think a lot of people are excited about the Bengals because they've up- made some improvements to skill positions, things like that. Like, that's fine. But in the trenches, in the trenches, you have problems on both sides of the ball, frankly. And Joe Burrow already had a severe injury. And from what I've heard, you alluded to this. He's almost playing scared and they're spending extra time with him in the uh, in training camp, like after practices, staying with him and working on pocket awareness because he just has, from what I've heard from multiple sources, looked very timid in the pocket like he's fearful of another injury which is understandable when you get folded in half by chase young behind a terrible offensive line and then your team does nothing to address those concerns so yep um i Um, just think the Bengals not only have the the most ground to cover but have done very little to do it and i think that the Bengals are probably going to be one of the worst teams in football this year 
They could have had Penny Suel. What happened to that? They chose to go for another wide receiver, which uh, you can have <laughs> a wide receiver as open as you want, but if your quarterback's folded up like a, a picnic table or a picnic basket, yep. uh, like a lawn Folding chair, chair. Yeah, yeah, in the backfield, it doesn't really matter who you have on the yep. outside. So. I think um, they need to do to Burrow. I don't. I don't know the names of the characters well enough, but they need to do Burrow like they did to the goalie and the Mighty Ducks, where they <laughs> pillows all around him. Well, the the goalie and the Mighty Ducks, they like taped him to the goal, and then they just shot slap shots at him <laughs> to get him to not be scared. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. They need to have. They need to somehow like tie Burrow to like one of the sleds and just have defensive players like rush at him. Well, with the way the Bengals manage everything else, they would probably just end up actually injuring him in practice. <laughs> Very, they're actually right. the only NFL team right now that does not have an indoor practice facility. Fun fact. If that tells you anything about the state of the Bengals. Classic Ohio. Yeah. Literally the state of the Bengals. Yeah. Who needs a roof when you have smog so thick that rain can't get through? <laughs> So, yeah, I, we're pretty in lockstep in this division, though. So. Awesome. All right, so let's go ahead and take a break and move on to our next segment, which we have chosen to make this a full-on its own segment. Excuse me. And that is Mary F. Kill. Sometimes this will be sports-related. Sometimes this won't. Um, but... For today, it is not. Today, we are marry, effing, marrying, effing, and killing mm. the choices of Ronald McDonald, the king from Burger King, or the Colonel Sanders. Hmm. So, uh, um, I'm going to throw it over to the man in Michigan hat to tell us his marry, F kill. This one doesn't require a lot of thought. Um, or maybe it's because I've thought about it so much in the past. I already have my answers ahead of time. This is very clear to me. So I'm going to start by killing Ronald McDonald. Nobody likes clowns. Um, nobody likes creepy old retro clowns. And nobody likes McDonald's. <laughs> so, um, th- I mean, this one is very easy to me. Like, this wouldn't just be, like, an easy kill. Like, I would have to hunt him down. Um, I'm picturing, like, a chase through the woods. He's probably very dangerous in open space. Maybe a, maybe a chase around a Monopoly board. <laughs> Yeah, like this is a like a monster movie trying to kill Ronald McDonald, but I think I'm up for the task. Um, I will take him on. Uh, I'm going to marry the king. Um, seems like somebody he's been around for a long time, hasn't changed a whole lot, very steady presence, and um, every king needs a queen, and I think that could be me. Um, so <laughs> uh, I will marry yes. the Burger King. <laughs> um and I am going to F Colonel Sanders. Um, you've heard the expression finger looking good. Um, that's interesting. It's intriguing to me. And then if you remember that commercial where he's dancing with, uh, is it the Antimirth? Yeah, the syrup. Uh, yeah. Yeah, very sensual. I just I like the way he moved on the dance floor. Um, I don't know. He's kind of a wild card, too, when it comes to the fast food game. Like, you have your burger places, but nice greasy chicken joint like i don't know colonel sanders just a, I don't know a little more flavor to him so hmm. yeah and probably a little more racism which <laughs> subtle, is a good reason to not marry him. subtle hints yeah. of racism so yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> which keeps um, things interesting yeah well you and i basically have the same answers um yes. for me it's an easy choice to kill ronald mcdonald um you notice he's not even really used as a mascot anymore for mcdonald's because everybody is freaked out by clowns smart choice yeah 
Yeah, clowns are like I've never been afraid of clowns, but I understand why people are. You remember back when they had tons of mascots too? They had like the Hamburglar. They had that grimace. You see the purple chicken nugget, and then there's that like bird bird girl thing. What was she? Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I mainly remember Hamburglar and Grimace. Those were the glory days of McDonald's. It really was. And the toys were actually legit that you got and when the they Happy had Meals. Mighty Kids Meals for the larger, <sighs> pudgier kids like me. Nothing made you feel like more of a man than getting a Mighty Kids Meal. <laughs> Upgrading from a Happy Meal to a Mighty You walk kids with your meal. chest out a little more. Yeah, I'm a Mighty yeah. Kid. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm going to kill Ronald McDonald. Um, yep. May he. Re- I'm, I'm, my thinking is as a clown, when I shoot him. Instead of blood, it's going to be like confetti that shoots mm. out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm going to also marry the king. Yes. Um, not, not really because I want to be his queen, but just because ah, come kings on. come with riches. True. And yep. I'm just going to take advantage of that. <laughs> um, and if I, Gold if, I were to, if I did become his queen, though, I would also become next in line to the crown, probably, mm. and figure out a way to poison him or something yeah maybe maybe Hmm. and then i'm going to f colonel sanders um you already made the finger licking good joke um (laughs) but what you did not what you failed to bring up is that um i myself may just be his secret ingredient oh yeah so made with love (laughs) that is 100 percent right that is the secret ingredient in the home style gravy is love (laughs) hot (laughs) squirts of love all right Uh, (laughs) good answers i liked that very good um well let's uh transition seamlessly from there to telling you about points bet um all right Yes, points bet is one of our sponsors. It's a great place to gamble away all of your money when you're not spending it on KFC, Burger King, or McDonald's. Um, but no, points bet. We love them. Um, they've been really, they're really, really fun site to be on. A lot of fun promos and um, odds boosters that you want to check out. Right now, you can get a deposit match anywhere from $50 to $250 when you enter our code FRUSTRATE at sign up. So that's F R U S T R A T E, FRUSTRATE at sign up. You get a deposit match, $50 to $250. So go deposit today so you can play along with us once football season begins. Okay. Let us move on to the AFC South. Um, I went first for the AFC North, so let's hear it from you. All right, I'm going to start with the clear best team in this division, the Houston Texans. Um, (laughs) I mean, are they – you could make a strong case they're by far the worst team in football this year. Um, Mm -hmm. I actually think Watson is probably going to play, at least at some point, and I think Mm -hmm. the the Bengals finish with the worst record. But um, also partly because I think it'll be interesting. What do they do? What the Bengals do with a first overall pick if you have Joe Burrow in his third year upcoming? It's like that'd be interesting to me. Probably draft another wide receiver. But anyway, Texans clear bottom of the division. Um, yeah, for a division that's been the worst division, one of the worst divisions in 
football for several years prior to the NFC East taking over that. It has improved a lot with like the two-headed Colts, Titans, both at the top, both playoff caliber teams, and then now the Jaguars are at least interesting. I am going to pick the Jaguars to finish third in this division. I think there's a big gap between them and the top two teams still. Um, Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence are interesting, but I don't think interesting is enough yet when you look at the teams around them. Um, I think Jacksonville finishes a couple games below 500 at least. Uh, I'm going to pick the Colts to finish second in this division and make the wild card. I think Carson Wentz doesn't miss that much time this season, but I still have concerns about his durability now based on how the what's happened to him the past few years, and you just don't know if he's going to work yet in that system, right? So um, I wanted to, if everything had gone well with him this offseason, had no injuries. I probably would have picked the Colts to win the division because I think at some point a team based around a running back like Derrick Henry, especially who's very physical, you have a drop off at some point. And I'm still not convinced that Tannehill is as good as we've seen him be the past couple of years. It's hard for me to forget what he was before that. So as much as I think Vrabel's a really good coach and I think they're still a solid team, I'm not saying they're bad. I was ready to put the Colts above them, but with the Carson Wentz questions right now, I still I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick the. Titans to win the division by like a game, Colts to make the wild card. But I don't think the Titans are one of the best teams in the AFC. I think they win the division, but they're like the lowest ranked of the division winners when we get to the playoffs. So. Um, yeah, so this is – you already made the comparison. I was going to say this is this year's NFC East where it is just a complete um, – frankly shit show in this division you think the way still? i look at it yeah. yeah oh yes okay all the drama down in houston i agree watson is going to play and i know he's good but what does he really have around him at this point <laughs> nothing on offense that he's throwing to Absolutely. he still's got david johnson woohoo um <laughs> which he's just so, a reminder of how bad your gm was <laughs> at right. this point so and fuller's gone now yeah <clears throat> Houston is definitely fourth for me. Um, and I also have Tennessee as first. Um, I think I have a little more faith in them than you do. I I understand your concerns with Henry, but I do think Tannehill has shown over two seasons now that he's been pretty, you know, honestly good. Mm-hmm. And with the addition of Julio Jones, I think that just helps him because um, he's got – a few really good receivers that he's throwing to now. I'm drawing a blank. Is Jonu Smith the tight end? And then there's – I don't remember who the other receiver is, but he's got a lot of good options he's going to. Mm-hmm. Then also Derrick Henry. So I, I think the yeah. Titans will honestly pretty easily win this division. Okay. So the Colts and the Jaguars. I have no idea what to make of the Jaguars. None, none whatsoever. It feels like the ultimate gimmicky team to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it does. Just the the characters that they have, like obviously Trevor Lawrence, Urban Meyer, the fact that you up until today had Tim Tebow on your roster, the fact that you traded back into the first round to draft Travis Etienne when you had James Robinson already, who was a good running back. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of these weird gimmicky stuff that they're doing, and like um, Minshew is still there, which he in and of in and of himself is a gimmick. And I don't know how like, real this is, but I've heard reports that there's a very real quarterback battle going on. 
in Jacksonville. Really? Yeah. So, <laughs> so I don't know. I don't look. I don't know, and, I, and I, it's hard to say how good any of that combination of people are going to be. I don't know, but and I frankly what I don't do know, care either. Honestly, <laughs> what I do know yeah. is that I, I, I'm biased against the Colts, <laughs> and I don't like. I I don't have any faith in Carson Wentz. Yeah. None. Whatsoever, I hear. I hear all the people saying, "Well, he's reunited with Frank Reich, who he won, or he, you know, who he had his MVP season under, and whatever." Like, mm-hmm. I, I hear you. Okay, Carson Wentz is not the same dude. There is a certain level that familiarity brings that is nice, but just because you have the familiarity does not mean that you're going to have the same results. Mm-hmm. If you'd like an example, not from football, but from baseball. Jake Arrieta was yeah. brought back to the Cubs this year, and a lot of it was because they said we're hoping that the familiarity will bring back some of his effectiveness. We know he's old, and he's not going to be this superstar pitcher, but hopefully he can still be efficient in a familiar setting. Mm-hmm. It worked for about a month, and since then it's been a disaster leading eventually to a plus six ERA and the Cubs releasing Jake Arrieta. So just because there's familiarity does not mean that it's going to be a match made in heaven. I do think Jonathan Taylor has a good sophomore season. Um, I think the Colts' defense under Darius Leonard continues to be very good. Um, and I just I just don't know, though. Mm-hmm. So much is dependent on your quarterback. Um, this division's a mess. For the sake of being different and since i have so many unknowns with both the colts and the jaguars i'm gonna give the jaguars the surprise edge in their coming out season if you will but Um, no playoffs no no playoffs okay um gotcha and i agree with you that the titans even though they will be a division winner probably have the worst record among all the playoff teams Mm -hmm. in the afc yeah probably like an like a nine and eight oh jeez or maybe 10 and 7 maybe which that's going to be interesting this year is like 9 and 7 10 and 6 we had a pretty good feel for like all right that's the difference between a team that barely made it and a pretty good team like is the is winning 10 games the new 9 games or is 10 still a good number you know like is right. 10 and 7 pretty good or is that basically what 9 and 5 used to be we'll kind of see after a couple of years of like what you need to win divisions but yeah Interesting, yeah. I guess I look at the Colts as very similar to the Steelers, where it's like defense is really good, a lot of questions at quarterback, but I think the Steelers have a better head coach. So if I had to pick, if anything, I think the Colts benefit. If I said they barely make the playoffs, like maybe the last AFC wildcard team, I think that just is the benefit of playing in a worse division and getting free wins against some of the other AFC South teams. But yeah, so we'll see. Okay, cool. All right, so... Um, the next segment we're going to jump to before we finish out the AFC is you effing idiot. And I am going to go first because mine is kind of related to something we just talked about. My effing idiot is all of the fans. And there was a lot of them who bought Tim Tebow jacksonville jaguars number 87 tight end jerseys why what happened Uh, um so if you did not hear the news 
uh, Adam Schefter reported earlier today that the Jaguars released Tim Tebow. What? Cut him or waived him, whatever the phrase is, but he's gone. He's not on the Jaguars anymore. And How is if you're that possible? Heisman winner? Heisman mm-hmm. winning tight end? Um, well, wow. as 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 it happened, if you saw any replays from the preseason game, hmm. his he was able to hold blocks for about a quarter of a second. Is that good? Um, um, actually, no. hold a, holding a block as in actually committing a holding penalty would have been an upgrade over what he did. <laughs> Probably. Um, yeah. Yeah. And as a tight end, and I don't know if he was trying to go for a U tight end or Y tight end. It doesn't matter. I don't think as he knew end, what the difference was. Still, still are required <laughs> to have some sort of blocking ability, and he clearly has none. Yeah, the, I think like, the thing I'm most bummed about black back block. Uh, for some reason, they don't teach that, um, and I think we saw full display of why that's not the preferred blocking method. Do you want to know what honestly would have been more effective for blocking than what he was doing? Was anything? Yeah, would have been getting down on a knee and putting his or his <laughs> hand on his forehead. It actually like, objectively would have been a better block because he'd have to go around you. Or You'd hop be over more your... likely to trip him up, and you have the benefit yep. of like maybe you make him pause for a second. Yeah, yeah. How electric um, would that have been? <laughs> like literally just tebowing down on <laughs> that might have broken Twitter. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah. the thing I'm going to be most bummed about is that we don't get to see a special, as people have been saying, like a Taysom Hill type play where mm. maybe Urban Meyer runs Tebow out there for one you know one third down possession all right we got to get a first down here mm-hmm. it's like third and inches and you just see tebow go for the classic uh university of florida run up the middle qb yeah. sneak or you do um, you get a nice like philly special play yeah yep um so i'm a little bummed we won't be able to see that but hmm. my affinity are all the fans who bought it because if you did not know and i know you know this but for all the listeners at one point this year tim tebow after it was announced that the Jaguars gave him a contract, Tim Tebow had the highest selling jersey in the NFL. Not Patrick Mahomes, not Trevor Lawrence, not Tom Brady, not Aaron Rodgers, which is not wild. Beckham Jr. With how many rookie quarterbacks we had. <laughs> yeah. Justin Fields was second, <laughs> right. but Tim Tebow was above Fields and Lawrence and Wilson and Lance and Jones. Um, like Thanks. unbelievable, and so all of you who purchased Tim Tebow Jaguars jerseys, I hope you <laughs> enjoyed the two times you wore it. Kept your receipt, um, because yeah. it's yeah, it's time to. Uh, you know, I think Fanatics actually has a forgiveness thing where they have something where like, if within a certain amount of time that you buy a player's jersey, mm. that they switch teams, you can get a jersey of that player to the new team they're on. So maybe you hold out hope that Tebow mm-hmm. gets picked up by say the green Bay Packers. Or you can get a nice can... New York Mets <laughs> Tebow jersey. There you go. <laughs> let's actually, while we're on this topic, let's see how much a Tim Tebow jersey currently is on fanatics. 87 cents today. So hold on. Why is this taking so long to load? If you were to buy it on fanatics, is there like a promo code or something I would use? Um, there is a link if you go to shootyourshotsports.com forward slash frustration nation, then you will find our Fanatics link. 
Um, currently, they are not on sale. You would still have to pay one hundred and nineteen dollars. <laughs> great, for- <laughs> great ad for <laughs> for fanatics. <laughs> oh man. Oh yes. Okay, man, Mr. Cat, we might have to buy this for our show. Okay. They have a Tim Tebow number eighty-five Jackson Jaguars um, koozie. <laughs> That'd be, how much is it? Uh, seven dollars. That's not bad, actually. You could put like your mic in it or something. Yes, you can get Tim Tebow New York Mets Fanatics authentic autographed game used Adidas rose gold cleats. Used used between the 2016-2019 minor league baseball seasons for two thousand dollars. Holy crap! <laughs> $2,000 for a pair of minor league worn <laughs> cleats. <laughs> That's insane. Well, that just speaks to like how big his name is. And so you're a newer college football fan relatively still. So, uh-huh. I mean, you're aware of how good he was in college and stuff. But the hype when I was a Michigan fan, I remember we played against Tebow in a bowl game. Um, was it the Citrus Bowl? We beat them in a bowl game. I think the year after they won the championship, I think it was Tebow's last year. And the hype around him was probably more than any college football player I ever remember. I actually, even Trevor Lawrence? Yeah. It was nuts. So I remember, I, I was not in college sports, but I do remember the, him having a lot of hype, especially for you and I growing up in evangelical backgrounds. He's a very <laughs> iconic figure for that. You laugh, but I'm serious. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. And I have a friend who bought a Broncos Tebow jersey. Hmm. Um, so, yeah. And I guess anyway. I'll clarify. When I mean hype, it's not like this is the best scout we've ever seen. I think – I don't even remember when he was drafted. It wasn't first overall, I don't think. Um, no, it was like 25th or something. So, no, he was like hyped just as far as like the being a cultural icon more than anything else, you know. Um, Any idea who supplanted him at quarterback in Denver? B <laughs> – uh, I believe it was one Peyton one Manning. <laughs> Sheriff Manning. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good upgrade. <laughs> yeah. I'd say. Yeah. That's one of the better moves as far as like going all out to win now when the Broncos get Manning and basically over the course of like a year build a Super Bowl team around him. You know, that was one of the but more one, impressive times that's been done. And one of the best all time memes came from Tim Tebow is the fact that he won a playoff game. And so hey, better than Stafford. Yeah, so like people will say like, oh, at least Tim Tebow won more playoff games then. Mm-hmm. Whatever. So, I mean, anyway. that playoff game was amazing. <laughs> what, I remember watching that live. That I did cool. too. That was awesome. Yeah. All, All right, right. What? Who is your effing idiot? So this story, I texted you and Richie this when it was happening. I think it happened over the weekend on Sunday, maybe. My effing idiot is this guy who wanted to buy my car, um, and I'm going to get into this a little more. But basically, okay, I have a car out that's been sitting in my driveway f- since like last fall i've started it a that couple times healthy for your car yeah it's what that sounds healthy for your car <laughs> yeah right i've started it like a few times so at this point i know it needs jumped because i tried to start it and it wouldn't hopefully that's the only issue i just need to sell it it's got a couple of tires that had already had slow leaks and by city and probably need to be fully replaced at this point um, so basically, I have a it's a Spider Eclipse convertible. Like it's a really fun car to drive. But I bought it, and then a few months later, got a new job that provided me with a work vehicle. So I had just haven't driven it. Um, 
and our garage is too full, so it's been sitting in the driveway. Now, this summer, I've probably had once a week somebody come knock on our door and ask if the car is available to buy because it's been sitting. Seriously? Yeah, like once a week. It's been sitting in the same spot for a long time. We live on a main road, and, I mean, it's a convertible. It looks pretty cool. Like, I guess that's why. So it's like catches your eye a little more and so people just have noticed it's been sitting i've had some people pull up with a trailer saying hey i live around here uh are you looking to sell this like he had come earlier i said i wasn't sure he comes back the next day says here's the cash like holds it out to me i will put this on my trailer now and buy it and it's mostly low ball offers i bought it for like yeah. a few thousand they're like i'll give you four hundred dollars for it <laughs> so it's like it's a lot of that um yeah so I had one guy um, he text me. Hi, my name's Carl. I got your name and number from a friend who said you might be willing to sell the car sitting in your driveway. It's my understanding you don't need it anymore and that it needs a good home. I promise I'd take care of it. I can pay real cash for it. Say $350. 10 question marks. All right, so I just nice. responded. Thanks for reaching out. Right now I'm not sure yet when I'm going to sell it, but if I do, I'll let you know. With no intention to ever message him back because $350 is absurdly low. I know I'm going to lose money when I sell it, but I spent a few grand on it. I'd like to get at least 1000 and several people who have come up and offered to buy it that day offered more than 1000 So I'm never going to contact him again, right? I'm pretty sure 1000 for almost any used car, even if it's a lemon, is usually pretty yeah, reasonable. Yeah, $350 is nuts, especially as we go on in these messages. He thinks that it's fully running and everything, which is absurdly low if he thinks that it's a good car now. He said, listen, I know I shot you a lowball offer. I could maybe pay you $425. Um, I need a car to get to and from rehab. All right, there it is. The sob story, you know, classic. I've had that a few times. Um, so it would be told him to go to rehab, but he said, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it'd be cool if we could work it out. So I just never answered him. Um, he texts me an hour later. I got to thinking, since I need a car so badly, I can give you the 425 now and another 100 when my next payment comes in. But that's the absolute most I could possibly pay for a 1989 Plymouth Reliant. They're just not worth anything anymore. What? Which isn't even the car I have. They're just not worth anything anymore. So what do you say? Can you help me out? Don't leave me hanging. All, like, tons of exclamation points. Like, he was clearly mad that I didn't I love answer it when people lesson. say that. Yeah, yeah. it's like, as, I, as if I have an obligation to answer you. I respond, it's not an 89 Reliant. It's a Spider Eclipse. You must have been given the wrong info. Thanks for reaching out, but I'm still not sure if I'm selling, and I wouldn't be anywhere close to that price if I do. And then I try to be nice. I'm like, best of luck finding something. Well, okay, I understand. I'm really disappointed. I've never heard of a Spider Eclipse. Is that some kind of foreign car? Anyway, maybe we could work out a deal where I could just borrow it. That would work yeah. really well for me. Let me know what days I'm of the sure week. Sure, it would. Yeah, tomorrow. I'm sure it would. Let me know what days of the week I can come pick it up so that I can schedule my appointments moving forward. Like, I'm just going to tell him, okay, Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays, feel free to borrow my car. Here's the key. Just, co just come over to my house. Yeah, come in the front door. Oh, I leave yeah. the key. If you need a water right. bottle, they'll be on the counter. Uh, help yourself. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you want to sleep on my yeah. bed, too, dude? You can't just imagine trying yeah. to text. Feel free to play with my kids. Yeah. <laughs> right. you know. So you reach out to somebody to buy a car. You're clearly way off in the price. And imagine you've never met me before. It's not a friend. Just feeling fully comfortable asking if you can borrow it. No, you can't borrow it, dude. <laughs> for all, for the money? taxi service. 
Yeah, I was going to say, for the money he's willing to spend yeah. on the car, and if he's looking like for a temporary solution, which it sounds like, has he ever heard of Uber? Yeah, there's this cool new Lyft. app called Lyft, where you can spend money to get a ride, and you don't have to <laughs> ask to borrow someone's car like a freaking weirdo. And I just said, no, I'm not comfortable with that. hope you find an option. It's like, okay, so he clearly thinks it's a running, working car if he thinks it's going to get him to and from his rehab. And he thinks he can just borrow it. Like, I get it. People get desperate. People are in weird situations. I don't know his situation. Maybe he has some kind of, like, issues to where he's, like, like has difficulty interacting with people. I don't know. It's just absurd to me that anybody would think it's okay when you, your offer to buy a car fails to ask somebody you've never met before in your life if you can borrow their car multiple days a week and then word it like, this would work really well for me. I bet it would, dude. Like, do you want my job, well, too? Like, <laughs> how, And, I mean, how, how do you know that anything that he's told you is true? Anyway? Exactly. Like, yeah. It's like, just that maybe he's desperate. Maybe he has, like, so, like, issues socially where he's like socially awkward i don't know but to me it came off as just entitled and as an effing idiot yeah and to me it seems a little bit like like i could see this almost being like (sighs) frankly a criminal potentially who's like i need a car i don't have much money but i need a car because i need to get away and I can borrow it, as in I will never return it to you, right. but I will steal it and use like. And maybe that's me assuming the worst of our pal Carl, but mm. I'm just saying. Good old Carl. It was so it's so strange, and you showed me some of the things he's he texted you, mm-hmm. and all of it just smells like a scam. To it's me. very odd, and it's the kind of thing. Say I did sell him this car for three hundred dollars fully working like he assumed it was you know he'd be the first guy to be like you didn't tell me the windshield wipers barely work you know like he'd be (laughs) very picky too so it's just like dude like i've had people with over a thousand dollars cash in hand ready to tow it and i said no i'm not going to sell this if you have any kind of awareness of any market which clearly he doesn't because he didn't even know what kind of car it was which is also weird why would you offer money up front not even knowing what car it is you know I don't know. Just very, don't know. very weird situation. So it's just like every time this happens, I'm like, I need to just clear the garage out and park it in the garage because I'm so sick of people coming up on the weekend, usually in the morning, knocking on my door, asking if the car's for sale. <laughs> I'm going to be the next one. Yeah. Right. I need to get one of those for sale signs and just write not for above sale. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the, if you lose the next round of cap or no cap, your punishment might be that oh. you have to sell the car to the next person that knocks on your door. <laughs> you have to message Carl and tell him three days a week you can borrow the car. <laughs> that would be a good punishment. Oh, man. All right. Well, let's finish out our episode um, with a couple last things. So one, we have to talk about the AFC West. Yep. And then we'll kind of sum, sum up everything there. So... Um, AFC West is my turn uh, to go first here. Um, <clears throat> this, like, if the AFC South was, like, the worst division, this is going to be the best division. Mm. Possibly in football. Definitely in the AFC. Okay. Um, Better than the AFC North. Yes. So. Jeez. Okay. I've, obviously, of Kansas City. 
Um, I'm going to keep them up at the top. Um, at this point, yeah, there's not really anything clear to me that is going to get in their way at this point. Yep. Um, I think Justin Herbert does nothing but excels in his sophomore season. Um, the, the, they don't have tons of great pieces around them, but especially with the defensive coach, but I do think their defense will be good. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and put the Chargers in second after the Chiefs. Okay. In third place, I have been very frustrated and just wrecked by trusting the Vaders. The Vaders? The Raiders. <laughs> the, Vaders. the Darth Vader. I was thinking Vegas and Raiders. <laughs> Um, but yes, I've been, I've lost all trust in the Raiders. Um, I still believe that there is hope. I still believe that at some point John Gruden can find what made him a good coach at some point. (laughs) Um, but for this year, um, partially because I think I want to see it just because it'd be interesting. I think the Broncos might have a bit of an uptick. Um, and I'm going to have the Broncos finish third in this division. Mm. Um, and what you're looking at here is Kansas City, um, probably the first or second seed um, between the between them and either Cleveland or or no between them Baltimore or Buffalo um, for your number one seed. You're going to have. Um, <clears throat> The Chargers competing with Cleveland for the number one wild card spot, and I think that, um, looking back at this, I think I'm going to pick New England for that last wild card spot. But I think Pittsburgh and Denver will be right there. Like this might be one of those scenarios where it's based on common opponent victories or head-to-head matchups that determine the winner of that last wild card spot. Mm-hmm. But that is how I'm going with the AFC West. Interesting. So we have some similar thoughts, but we're going to have it shake out a little bit differently. I'm, I'm with you on the chiefs. I think until proven otherwise, there's no reason anybody who's not just trying to create a hot take would even suggest that they don't win the division. I think you could argue there's a good chance they don't win more than one or they don't lose more than a single game this year. Like, I mm-hmm. think that, I mean, realistically they probably will, but, I mean, Mahomes with more experience, in theory, should be just as good. You still have Hill. You still have Kelsey. You you're, yep. you improve your offensive they, line, they which was your, their only, your yep. only weakness last year. And it wasn't even a glaring weakness until you had injuries. So, it's like they've improved. I, the division hasn't, like, drastically changed around them. I think, at this point, clear number one. I am – similar to you i think the broncos take an uptick i'm going to go ahead and talk about them here because i think they finished second in this division wow um i really like their defense they obviously you have a question at quarterback whether it's bridgewater who they just got or um yeah i don't know drew lock i still don't know if he's like bless his heart (laughs) (laughs) i still don't know if he's like a long-term answer but he's looked good at times. I don't make much of the preseason, but he looked good then. And I, like he's had good moments last year. Um, so assuming you get either solid play from Locke or Bridgewater, and if you don't, you switch to the other guy. I really like their defense. Um, I don't know. So their they're over-under in Vegas is 8.5. I would definitely go over that. That's one of like the main ones I think I would play. 
Um, mm-hmm. They're favored in 10 games. I think there's a good chance they win 10 or 11 games this year. Um, I think they pick on the Raiders, who I'm going to get to, but I think that they sweep the Raiders. I think maybe they're able to steal one against Kansas City. Like maybe we're looking at that being as like the one loss for Kansas City is in Denver. It's a maybe tough a- place to play, you know. I mean, for the criticism that Denver has received for not selecting Justin Fields and going with Patrick Sertan, when you remember that the context surrounding that is that they're in a division with Pat Mahomes and the goal is to take him down, they improved a lot because they picked up Kyle Fuller from the Bears, Mm -hmm. and they have Patrick Sertan now. I think their defense is going to be very good this year. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So, no. Yeah, I think I'm going to pick them to finish second. I do think they get a wild card spot. Um, I think they're not as high of a wild card Mm -hmm. as the Browns. I think they're a higher wild card than the Colts or the Dolphins, which are the other two I picked. So, I think they're the second highest wild card. Wait. Would there be just three others? Who did I pick? There should then? be three wild cards. Oh, so I have to drop one off then. if Because I think I picked a wild card from every division so far. All right, I'll knock off the Colts. They don't make the wild card. I think the Colts and Broncos are the two closest teams, and the Broncos pass them. Um, or even maybe Colts and Dolphins. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. I'm going to say the Broncos do get one of these wild card spots. I think they're better than the Colts and the Dolphins. Um, next, I'm going to have... The Chargers, I have questions with a rookie head coach, and you you see sophomore slumps. I do think that, um, I don't know. I mean, I've seen, I'm blanking on his name right now, uh, Herbert. Justin Herbert. Yeah, like uh, everything we've seen has been good, very promising, but you don't know what a coaching change does to a young quarterback, especially going from offensive-minded one to a defensive-minded one. If he even regresses slightly. Like, not because he's worse, but just statistically plays a little worse. And they don't have major improvements on defense, which they, you could argue they probably should. But I don't know if I'm going to predict it yet. Um, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be shocked if they do make the playoffs and are better than the Broncos. But I'm just at this point, I think they have more unknowns. Um, so I'm going to pick them to finish maybe a game or two behind the Broncos, miss the playoffs. And I'm going to put the Raiders at the bottom just because, like you, I was really high on them last year. Not just not necessarily to win the division or anything, but fantasy-wise and betting-wise. I don't know. I, they have players I like. Gruden's always been an interesting head coach. It's just not working. Like I, I don't know if at some point you question, is Gruden the issue? Like Maybe is Derek Carr the problem? He's been a consistent mix in that mess. I mean, they've got guys like Waller, Jacobs. Like, they've got good players. I mean, I'll I just, tell you. It doesn't work. <laughs> honestly, I think the Raiders, like, to me, I would put the Raiders in the same gimmicky category as the Jaguars. Yeah. Like, we're yep. moving to Vegas. We're trading the one of the best defensive players in the league away. Mm-hmm. Um, we have A wacky head who, coach who's very, yeah. like, polarizing, like Urban Meyer kind of. Yep. Yep. No, that's yeah. I I just don't know what to expect from them, and I'm kind of sick of them, honestly. So yeah, it's one of those things. I've never hated the Raiders, but I'm just very tired of the Raiders. <laughs> you know, um, I think their trajectory is worse, even though they have some players I really like. Their their team trajectory is worse than every other team in the division right now. I think the Raiders win like five games. Someone's someone's got to be the last place. So yeah, awesome. Well, that is our uh, AFC breakdown. Um, 
we're going to record our uh, playoff teams down. That way we can compare as the season goes on. Mm -hmm. Come back to episode 101 to look at that. Um, But at this point, we're going to transition to a new segment and a new way that we are going to start ending our shows we used to have the silver lining but we decided you know what this is frustration nation after all there is no positivity allowed um and so at this time we are going to air our final grievances you fool i've been trained in your jedi arts by count Why don't you start us off first? What are your final grievances that need to be aired on this episode? Okay, so one is COVID testing is bogus because I my daughters were sick in school today. And so I took a half day. I took them home mm. while they were napping, trying to recover. Um, my, my, wife's, my wife's boss, who's the principal at the school, called me and was like, kind of like, Hey, indirectly saying you may want to consider getting them COVID tested. I said, okay. So I call Walgreens. I call an urgent care center. I call um, the doctor's office. Every single place. What is their answer for my daughter who is under two? Oh, well, we can only do testing for three and up. All right. Well, what? Thank you. Goodbye. Have a good rest of your day. I guess my daughter, like, what does that mean then? Does is it she... impossible for kids under three to get COVID or do they have a special test you need to get? Or I've, I know no they're idea. not like high risk range, but you'd think there'd still be a way to test more so because the if thing. they have it and then they pass it on to family members, you know? Yeah. Cause here's the thing. She's sick, but she's been improving every day. Yeah. She has a cough, but it's not like it's like, honestly, she, she's going into the doctor tomorrow. Her sister has an ear infection, and I kind of think she has an ear infection too. But because she's under two, she is not able to communicate to us that her ear hurts. And mm. yeah. yeah, so that's kind of my thinking with it. I really don't think she has COVID. And if she does, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't think she does. And I'm annoyed that even if I wanted to find out, that there's not a way to do that. Thanks, Biden. Right, next- yeah for real (laughs) my next grievance is i've had in the past four days two of the worst days that i've had in a long time yikes so saturday i think i told you about this but saturday i went out to breakfast it started really nicely it was my wife and i and our one daughter the other was at her grandparents and i told my wife i said all right I'm going to go home. I'm going to get my new weed whacker working. I'm going to mow the lawn. I'm going to weed kill and weed whack. I'm going to get done. I'm going to, I'm going to sit down and watch the Bears game. Mm, so it's a strong, Justin Fields strong carve up the dad Dolphins. move. Yeah. Yeah. So I get back and it started at first with 
basically my wife not being able to find her driver's license. So we spent probably an hour at the house looking for her driver's license and finding it, which is fine and I'm glad we found it, but that derailed my plans by an hour. Okay, now I'm probably going to be working into the Bears game, but mm. you know, it's, it's only an hour, probably just the Andy Dalton stuff. That's fine. <laughs> right. Okay. Who cares? <laughs> um, yeah. So let's go out. Let's get my weed whacker going. All right. Weed whacker's working. Cool. All right. Start weed whacking. Oh, it's not whacking as officially. Let me look down. Let me look at it. Oh, the string is running out. I don't know how to extend the string. Let me call my dad. I hey, like dad, to how do you look do at it when I'm whacking too, actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's not feeding dad, like through is the problem? Or? No, it was feeding, but it needed more. So how do I like, like not a new spool, but I needed more to come out. If you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I asked my dad how to do that. Oh, yeah. I remember that talk. <laughs> um, but, no, I mean, he made it make sense and whatever. And But I go to start it, and it's not starting. It's not starting. It's not starting. Why? Because when I was trying to look at it, I tipped it upside down, flooding uh, the engine. Yep. So now I needed to sit. So I'm like, all right, whatever. I'll just go mow the lawn. I mow the lawn. Get down with that. All right, let's go. Let's go back and weed whack. All right, it's working. Weed whacking. Blah blah blah. I think I'm getting the rope to extend. Um, I'm enjoying whacking myself and mm-hmm. my yard and um, nature. And <laughs> the string runs out again. Yeah. And I try. It's one of those ones where when you bump it on the ground, the string extends. Mm-hmm. So I try bumping it on the ground. I can't get it to work whatsoever. So like a moron, I turn it off and I tilt it up to look at it again, flooding the engine <laughs> again. It is dumb that that happens so easily. Like you didn't think they'd then, be like separate compartments somehow or something. And then I was like, okay, this is stupid. Whatever. I'm just going to weed kill. I'm just going to come around and spray mm-hmm. the weeds with my weed killer. So this is actually weed killer I was borrowing from my father-in-law. And I go and I go and i squeeze the nozzle once the spray nozzle once and i break the nozzle and it just falls apart and now it's just the little clear hose from the uh container to the nozzle that's just exposed and now i have weed killer leaking all over my driveway and garage floor um so i put that into a garbage bag and that's still sitting there right now at that point, I'm like, all right, I, I'm missing like two hours of the Bears game at this point. I don't even, like, this is clearly not happening for me today. Let's go inside. Okay. So I go inside. I go to try to watch the Bears game as I cool down from working outside. And wouldn't you know it, the NFL chooses to block the game for streaming services. And I have YouTube TV. So now I have to ask Man of Michigan Hat for another way to watch, if you know what I mean. Arr. Um and so I'm able to get a version of it, and I'm watching it. And I, then I tell myself, you know what? I need to find some sort of success with home improvement. So I choose to go and uh, clean the kitchen. Okay. I'm cleaning the kitchen. Earlier that week, I had made a crockpot meal, barbecued chicken. I did not put enough oil-based Italian dressing in with it like we normally do. And so the barbecue sauce got very caked on the bottom. We're working long, like, long hours at school. So... There was like very, very burnt on barbecue sauce. Mm. I'm working incredibly hard. I'm using knives and other utensils to try to scrape this barbecue sauce off. And I'm scraping so hard that I break the crock pot. Holy crap. Those things are like five inches thick. (laughs) 
So I throw that out and then I go buy a new crock pot and then I go meet up with my wife finally to eat dinner because I was just not having it. Now fast forward to today. Um, Today, wake up, we get ready, we leave a little later than normal for school, but we're still going to be okay. We're cruising down the road and all of a sudden we get a call. There's a two hour delay because there was very dense fog. Okay. Hmm. Um, my mindset is let's go home. My wife was like, well, I would like to go because I had to stay home with the girls who were sick yesterday. So I'd like to go to the school. I was like, I was not happy. I wanted to stay home. Mm-hmm. My wife was like, well, we don't have the medicine. So I said, let's go home and get the medicine. So I went, we go home, get the medicine for the girls. Then I hop back in the car. We start driving back out of town. On our, on our way out, I stopped to get coffee. We're in line for coffee. My wife says, oh, we forgot the bag for Hazel for daycare. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's go back to the house again to get this bag mm-hmm. for daycare. Awesome. All right, now we're driving out of town again, and I'm eating a pastry from this coffee place, and I spill a big glob of chocolate all over my shirt. All right, oh. let's drive back to the house a third time. So I can change shirts so I look presentable for this. So we had a two-hour delay. I spent an hour of my two-hour delay just driving back and forth from my house to different portions of Warsaw, Indiana. And <laughs> it sucked. That does suck. And then I get we, we finally get to work, whatever. Things are going well in the morning. It's lunchtime. And we get a call that my one daughter has a fever. The other daughter has an ear infection. We need to take them home. So basically, I spent t- I spent an hour driving around today. Then that doesn't even include the hour round trip I spent driving to and from work mm-hmm. for being at work for like two hours. So I drove like three hours today wow. to be at work for two hours Jeez. because of the two-hour delay, because my kids got sick, and... Yeah. So the only benefit for me out of all of this is that I'm staying home with the girls tomorrow. I don't have to get up as early, which is why I'm up late recording this with you. Nice. Silver lining, right? Which no is normal, silver linings. normally no what silver we linings. did. Yeah. <laughs> no silver linings. I'm very upset. <laughs> Yikes. All right. My area of grievances. Final things I need to get off my chest. <sighs> Similar driving one I'm going to start with. Why are people so terrible at merging Anytime a lane has to be closed on a freeway. Like, I just don't understand why it's that complicated. There's signs like two miles ahead of time indicating left lane ends one mile, left lane ends two miles, whatever. And people still have to stay in the left lane right up until there's cones in front of their car. And then everybody needs to brake because you got to merge over. It's just like, so there's this... Con- construction point on the highway i jump on that to get to work and it's like right before i get off the exit to get to the office is where the 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 lane goes and i try to be understanding i make this route every day not everybody knows there's going to be a lane closure so not everyone's going to be as efficient through that as some of us are whatever but when people clearly see that a lane ends in a mile or two and don't get over, and it's multiple people doing that, and then now you have stoppages because they're trying to merge in last minute, you have brake lights. There's been times this adds like 10 extra minutes to a 40-minute drive. 10 extra minutes because the last mile of this highway is down by one lane. 
it's not even that busy on the highway and people still create an entire traffic jam just because they don't know how to merge ahead of time on a lane closure. So that it was es- extra frustrating today. It cost me a little more time than normal and just something that's bothered me for a while. Um, second one, points bet. We did an ad for it. We love points bet. And gambling is fun. It adds a lot of value and entertainment value to the games. I'm not complaining about that. But, man, the random breaks you get in baseball, and I know it's true of all sports, but baseball especially, just suck, man. Like the Tigers, I'm a Tigers fan, so it's worse. But, like, the Tigers, I had the Tigers money line. We're 2-2 and the ninth. Tigers are the home team. Advantage for me, right? We're a tie game. We're going to the ninth inning. So, I'm potentially going into extra innings, and you have the advantage. Well, the Tigers give up six runs in the ninth inning. That sucks. Um, the Cubs, they come back with seven. No, they did not. <laughs> the <laughs> Cubs have been losing like 14 games in a row. So I bet on the Reds and then the Reds go like six innings with one hit. I mean, it happens, but it sucks. And then you have other games like today where it's like, okay, uh, I bet on the Phillies up one, nothing against the, the Diamondbacks trying to like bounce back. Just give me a win. Let me, I know the odds aren't great. It was like minus 170. Let me just put some money on the Phillies. Diamondbacks score three in that inning. It's just like. Sometimes you have ga- days like today. Yesterday I went six and zero oh in my picks. Today I went like two and eight. Like you have days like today where it's like not only you can't win, but you get so many bad breaks, rough breaks. You'll bet first five innings, your team takes a two nothing lead into the fifth. The other team ties it in the fifth. It's just like you have things like that where it's just like, man, I know it's like you have to take the highs and the lows and just look at averaged out. But it is very frustrating when you had just doubled your account the day before, and then now I'm back where I started the next day. So that's why you bet responsibly. That's why you look at it as just like an entertainment booster. But, man, like baseball is probably easier to bet than a lot of other sports, but I'm about done betting baseball. <laughs> Can we just get the NFL back? Can we get even like hockey and NHL back? I just baseball, like the bad breaks in baseball are rough, man. You know, you could just not gamble. No. <laughs> no, I've done that sometimes. I'm like, you know what? Normally on a weekend, I'll say like, okay, on this weekend, Saturday, I'm just going to take a day off. So, I don't know. Normally, my breaks are when I run out of money. So, <laughs> it works pretty well because that happens regularly. So, Well, cheer up, man, Michigan hat. You know what they say. Some things in life are bad. They can really make you mad. Other things just make you swear and curse. When you're chewing on life's gristle, that grumble, give a whistle. And this'll help things turn out for the best. And always look on the bright side of life. Always look on the light side of life. Well, that's what we're frustrated about today. What about you? Share your frustrations or your grievances with us or about us at Real FM Podcast on social media or frustrationnation at shootyourshotsports.com. I'm at FuriousGeorge94. He's at Michigan Hat. Um, and if you're frustrated that this episode is over, please 
leave us a review and look for new episodes every Tuesday, most weeks, everywhere you can get podcasts and be sure to subscribe. If you get as frustrated as we do or you just enjoy hearing us gab, consider supporting the show on Patreon for a monthly subscription or Venmo tip jar for a one-time donation. Every little bit helps. Even $1, which is the same amount of wins the Bengals will have next season, makes a big difference for us. We appreciate the support. Now get out there and frustrate the hate. It's a joke, it's true You'll see it's all a show Keep them laughing as you go Just remember that the last laugh is on you And always look on the bright side of life Always look on the right side of life Alright, cool. Congratulations on episode 101. Good job, man. 101 new donations. Uh, yes. <laughs> Cruella de Vil. Did you see that yet? The new one? No. Me neither. And I don't plan to. Cruella de Vil and Emma Stone are made for each other because they both look like um, anorexic. Oh! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the original Cruella is like really like strong crackhead vibes like that well, she, whatever face. she smokes has a green vapor yeah meth <laughs> <laughs> you're goddamn right <laughs>